0: Welcome to the Live Long, Lead Well broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones, and today we're going to talk about how to quit overthinking things. Stay tuned for today's broadcast. Welcome once again to the Live Long Lead Well Broadcast. I'm Dr. Mark Jones, and we're going to talk about it. How to quit overthinking things. You know, one of the first things that has to happen if we're going to quit overthinking things is that we have to be able to recognize the root of this behavior. You know, something that I always say, and I want you to think about it this way, Wherever there is a behavior, there is a because. Wherever there is a behavior, there is a because. So wherever there is excessive or compulsive behavior, just know that there's something behind that behavior that is authorizing it, that is giving it permission, and that is making it make sense in practice. Now, you may be asking, well, what is the root of my overthinking things? And I'm going to tell you that most commonly, the root of overthinking things is a simple four-letter word, F-E-A-R. Fear is what's motivating the individual to overthink things, to excessivize things, And so we've got to be able to confront that fear. We've got to be able to address that fear. But as I said, you cannot confront or address what you're unable to recognize. So now I'm going to give you some common fears that cause us to overthink things. And the the most common of them is the fear of the unknown. You see, whenever we have certain experiences and we know how they're you know they're going to turn out then we don't tend to overthink things when we have them all figured out but just toss in one unknown element one unpredictable element and all of a sudden the mind is thrown into a tailspin so fear of the unknown is perhaps one of the most common causes of us overthinking things. How do I get over that? Well, here it is. In love, trust God. You know, it behooves us to believe that there is a sovereign in our lives who is managing the unique details of our lives. He knows the plans he has for us, plans of good and not for evil, to bring us to an expected end. Jeremiah 29, 11. So you see, when we're able to say, I don't know what I don't know, but I do trust that there is a sovereign working on my behalf to assure my well-being. Then we're able to conquer this excessivism in terms of overthinking. Now, another common reason that we overthink things is the fear of failure. What if? What if? What if? What if? And so... There's a lot of excessiveness, a lot of compulsiveness, a lot of overanalyzing things, but the root of it is the fear of failure. Now, what if you accepted that failure is a necessary part of living successfully? I don't know anyone who is successful that hadn't failed at something. And so what if you accepted that there is no way to do everything so perfectly at all times that you never fail. The only one that can accomplish that feat is God. And my friend, you are not God. Now, there's another fear, and I want you to think about it real carefully when I mention it, but the fear of displacement. And and I'm going to give it to you on this wise. There are some of us that think if I don't overthink this, or if I don't worry excessively about this, it, it it will indicate that I don't care. And nothing could be further from the truth. Because, you know, we are supposed to handle all of our responsibilities. But we're supposed to cast our cares and not allow things to just sit on our mind. So the fear of displacing that thought from the mind will mean that I don't care about the situation the circumstance or the issue and so we have to address that fear as well now I'm going to give you some practical keys to quit overthinking things number 1 as I said earlier you must be able to recognize that it is a compulsive behavior it you know it is a behavior being driven by a fear of something and then you got to ask yourself, am I going to live a life that is defined by what I'm afraid of? Or am I going to live a life that is defined by what I believe and what I expect is going to come to pass in my favor in my life? Now, here's the second thing. Sometimes it helps to talk to yourself. You know, you can talk things to a, a rational conclusion. And so sometimes it helps to just... Put those thoughts to words, talk it through, and put a period. Here's number three. Take a notepad, and I know you've heard this before. Begin to journal your thoughts. You know, it's important to separate what you think from who you are. You know, you are not every thought that comes to mind. Thoughts come from all kinds of And sorts of places. And not everything going on in your mind is actually your thought. So you got to take a, you know, learn the, the habit of journaling so that you can put those thoughts out of you onto the paper. Transfer those thoughts onto the paper, the papyrus, so that you can examine them. Now, it also helps, number four, to create categories or boxes to put your thoughts or ideas in so that you can, in essence, create an intellectual filing system. You know, for example, you may notice that your thoughts center around three categories. Well, you may want to make those three categories on a piece of paper or a diagram, and under those categories put bullet points of concerns or action plans or whatever you need to do just so you can feel like you are processing the things that are going on in your mind. Here's number five. Get into the habit of reducing your thought to an actual action. You know, it's not enough to say this thought is on my mind, this thought is on my mind. What must I do that's actionable as a result of what is on my mind? That's important to think in those terms because this is one of the ways that you qualify thoughts as to whether they should be there or not. And that brings me to number six. If the thought is not actionable, then you may wanna tell it it cannot remain in your head. Now, number seven, and, and and this goes along with number six. I get to choose what food comes into my body. And in essence, by making that choice, I get to choose my health condition. We're the same way. You get to choose what thoughts come into your mind. You do not have to take in and digest every thought that comes to mind. So the same way you can say, I'll have the chicken salad instead of the bacon double cheeseburger, you can also choose or unchoose, select or deselect thoughts in terms of what comes into your processing center. Now, number eight, recognize that you are not the source of every thought that comes to your mind. You see, I I think a lot of times we forget that we have an actual adversary with an actual agenda to undermine the soundness of our minds. And and when we really get that, then we'll be intentional about what we permit to come into our mind and what we resist. Number nine, sometimes it helps To process your thoughts with a counselor, a pastor, or a therapist. You know, many people aren't good at bringing thoughts to a conclusion or a resolution. And sometimes you need help to put a period uh, where you may have a comma, a run-on sentence. And then lastly, remember to take a moment and think critically about the purpose of your mind. You know, think about it this way. Is your mind supposed to be an aid to your process of living effectively or is your mind supposed to be a source of torture? And the and the answer is obvious. My mind is supposed to be my aid to help me live an effective life. Now listen, I know you know somebody right now who needs to hear this message today and i'm going to ask you to share it with them. share 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 send it to them right now also don't forget to click that star and light it up yellow to make this your favorite podcast remember if you want dr mark jones to be a part of your next event give us a call at 813 241 extension 15. you can also find my messages on youtube at manifestations worldwide and you can find me on Facebook as simply Mark Jones. Until we get together next time, may you live long and lead well.